this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Just as by the Nazis, tonight's episode will be done entirely in Israeli accents. What's that? Said just quit the show? Oh well. Gotta break some eggs if you wanna make an omelet. Here's the Metal Injection Airport, I mean, the Metal Injection Livecast. I quit too. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Welcome to the Metal Injection Live. Sid is a yes. good egg. Yes. We Sid, are live uh, from Tel Aviv. Sid, uh, you forgot your uh, bagels and lux here. Uh, come back. Come back to the studio. Sid, 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 do you want some salsa, Sid? Do they eat bagels and lox in Israel, or is that like a... Who, uh, who doesn't like a nice they shmia cream cheese They definitely don't have bagels. How's Rob more loud and interrupting yeah, right? than uh, with the Israelis? Rob is gone. It is me, Chaim. It's Chaim. your uh, South of Trenton voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uncle Larry with the Fig Newtons. <laughs> What's the uh, what was the name of that um, Israeli uh, you know that music show? Galgalots. Galgalots Radio. <laughs> Galgalots Radio with you on there right now. 140 degrees in the Gaza Strip. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, my sister is moving to Israel. Really? Oh, so Permanently? First-hand reports. Yeah, Israeli guy. Uh oh, love connection. No, not a love connection. I just want you to watch out for her. But like for good, she's moving there? Like, are she's... you warning him? Like, look out. Don't you dare cross my sister's path. Watch out for no, her. I'm s- <laughs> no, not like that. Can you touch her butt? <laughs> no, in case she like needs help with the groceries or carrying furniture. And what? <laughs> be her slave boy. But can he touch her butt? No. <laughs> Don't bother Israeli guy. And with that, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Metal Injection Livecast. Yeah. It's Rob. Here with, yes, think of something. Like, here with uh, the me. the delicious, the the uh, sisterly <laughs> Noah. Sisterly is that? An you're in the friend zone. No, Noah. You're a sister. Well, I'm more than a friend. I'm family to Rob. How about sisterific? The sisterific, sisterific Sid. Or All right, sisterlicious. <laughs> oh, sisterlicious. That's Sid. if you have a cyst, but you tasted it and it was good. <laughs> Ew. Is that a fetish? Cyst it's eating? It's gotta be. Well, popping cysts is. And of course, dreidel Darren Delgado. <laughs> and I want to mention, we, in a few moments, we're going to be talking to Brendan Small. And what we're excited to have him on, he's going to be talking about his new solo album, Galacticon 2, Become the Storm. It's out August 25th. Of course, you could talk to Brendan. All you got to do is dial 213-WIDE-NUT. Yeah. That's 213-943-3688. Take a call. Area code 803. You're on the Metal Injection Livecast. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hello. Who is this? <laughs> um, This is Neil. Hi. Is this Neil or Neo? Neo. Hi. N- Neo, like yeah. from the Matrix, because yeah. I'm not original. <laughs> oh, I see. No, it's, it's good. Is that like your handle, or is it like your given name, your birth name? It's it's my internet alias name. <laughs> All right. I, like I it. see. Uh, I'm into the Matrix. So what's up, Neo? Oh, that's cool. Um, nothing. I mostly came here to compliment the um, white nut situation. <laughs> Oh, you're a big fan of wide nuts? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Aren't we all? Uh, and, what, what kind of nut? Like hazelnut or a walnut? I, I would say a walnut is a wide nut. Cashews are pretty That's wide. Cool. Yeah, depends how you look at them. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> awesome. Okay, Neo. Well, where are you calling from? What you, What do you do with yourself? Well, he's calling from the Matrix. <laughs> um, I'm just calling from South Carolina, and I am vaguely into playing the ukulele. Uh-huh. And I just, I'm really inspired by Brendan Small's work. And I saw the retweet, so I see. Ring up. Well, we'll put you on hold, and uh, we're gonna have him on in uh, in about fifteen minutes or so, and uh, we'll make sure to uh, get you back on the air, and you can ask him a question. Or if you want, uh, I will remember this area code. You can call back later, or just just wait on hold, whichever you prefer. Okay. All right. Thanks, Neo. We also got the the phone lines are blowing up, folks. Uh, If you want to talk to Brandon Small, you should dial 213 Wide Nut when he's on the line with us already. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're going to take you right now. Yeah. Like area code 614. Maybe. Or some sort of. Oh, no. It looks like a uh, foreign number. Speak. Hey. Hello. Who is this? And where are you from? Hello. Hey, this is. This is it Glenn? Glenn, you're on Galgalat's radio. <laughs> hey, I got some real estate to sell you, yeah. Hey, I can sell you my house. Oh, it's yeah. Danzig. Danzig, uh... Oh, that Glenn. Glenn. Oh, it's Glenn Danzig. I get it. Well, Glenn, thank you for calling. You know, just today, we uh, posted some photos. How is selling a home? Is it stressful? Is it easy? Well, um, I've got some, got some comic books I can trade you, yeah, and some Frankenberry on my bench, <laughs> but you better bring your own sheets for the mattress, yeah. I gotta be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, Glenn, that I wouldn't buy anything that was in that house. It looks well, like infested. You, you don't buy it. It comes with the house. The house yeah. is as is. And Glenn, just so I could talk this up a little for any prospective buyers, it's as is, so it's as you left it before you moved the hell out of that dump. And so that means there's sealed, seemingly sealed boxes of Frankenberry cereal. Noah, that's one of your Boo-berry. favorites. Oh, Booberry and well, Count Chocula. Wait, no, 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 it's, no Frankenberry. it's Frankenberry. Yeah. Get your shit right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you. How dare you? Glenn, Wait, Dan, Glenn, Glenn which one is it? Verify. Which one do you eat? <laughs> Nah, Jackie, how you doing? Hey, oh, yeah. uh, why do oh, I, I can I ask you, the cereal and this is not, this is nothing against you, Aki, because I think you're a great caller, but why do all our callers abandon the bit like halfway through? Yeah, we're into it. Yeah, we're going with off. it, man. Come on. All right. Well, it's over he now. Because I'm actually, because I'm, because I'm driving a car at the moment, it's actually really hard to concentrate <laughs> on doing a dancing impression while I'm trying to pull into my driveway. Imagine but, how it feels for him. Yeah. <laughs> trying to drive a car. He has no choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he has uh, he, but he has. To, he also has to balance sitting on all those phone books. <laughs> to see right. over the steering. That is also true. But you're doing a pretty damn good. Now, I was gonna uh, call you guys later, but then when I saw you got Brandon Small, and I thought you guys would like have the phones like blowing up with people that just want to talk to him, so I, I thought shit, I gotta call him straight away, or else, or else I won't be able to talk to you. How well, how you going today? 
What? It's my favorite question for us. Wonder, wonderful. <laughs> good. Have a good route. Got a good heading down there. Uh, all right. I mean, our, our country nah. seems to be falling apart, but, you know, it's yeah. a little depressing. We might need to crash at your place. Um, yeah. I mean, our, our government's falling apart as well at the moment for unrelated, for completely different reasons, which are just on, which is which are hilarious in themselves. Half of, like so many of our like politicians and senators and stuff in the last months, two months, it turned out that they some of them have dual citizenships to uh, places, or they actually are citizens of places like you know other countries. So they had to stand down. And some of them have been in politics for like eighteen plus years and stuff. And it's like yeah, it's fucking bizarre. And it was, it's was really really weird. Like. Sorry? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, imagine, like, you know, just tomorrow it goes, um, you know, it turns out that, um, although I don't know how it works for you guys, because um, the Zodiac Killer, Ted Cruz, is, isn't he Canadian? <laughs> he was born in Canada, but you could be, like, a senator. You just can't run, you can't be a president, right? But they make exceptions for uh, you. Oh, okay. He is an American citizen. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, he was eligible yeah, to be president because I believe it was like on a military base. That he was oh, born. okay. Yeah, that right. doesn't matter. You're allowed to oh, be... That, that counts as if your parents are yeah. citizens, you're a naturalized citizen. No okay. Oh, yeah, or born. something like that. Yeah. It happen- if it happens to be in a military base, but you can also be born in anywhere in the world if your parents are citizens of the U.S., then you're naturalized. You're not a naturally. You're a natural citizen of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Was John McCain... Which I would like to yes. remind everyone. John McCain... I am and Sid is not, just to <laughs> remind yeah. everyone. John McCain was, a citizen, was born in the Panama Canal Zone, mm. and his father was stationed there, so that's why he's yeah. allowed to be to run for president. Okay, now like a lot of these people, it's really funny because one of them in particular, like our deputy prime minister, so basically our vice president, um, has been like having a go at them all, like saying, you know, oh, if you if you knew or it was in question, how can you people run, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that he's actually a uh, New Zealand. Like, yeah. he's, he's, his dad was a Kiwi, so he's technically a New Zealander. So, yeah, and he's, like, refusing to step down, and they've had the Senate to the High Court, and it's a whole fucking fight. It's really hilarious. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, when you call uh, yeah, New Zealanders uh, uh, Kiwis, is that a, a pejorative, or is that something? Because I know they call themselves that, but it could be, like, they own the word, and we're not allowed to say it. No, it, it's not. It's the same. It's, it's sort of the same as calling us Aussies. It's yeah. it's just sort of like the vernacular is, that, that they've adopted. Is there yeah. a beef? Like, is you there can, a beef between Australia? Is there a beef between Australians and New Zealanders? Or like a koala? Is there a koala the, between the two of you? Not a beef. Kind. Of, it kind of is, but it's more like a. Um, it's more of a like um, I guess just a, like a joke more than anything. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. um, like you know, have you ever seen on Fly the Concords how they sort of treat the, the Australian consulate and stuff on on that show? Yeah. Not all. It's, you know, it's like that. Like, yeah, it's 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 a more of it's more of like um, I guess it's more like a relationship like you guys in Canada would have. Huh. So, yeah. so like which one's Canada? Give them, give them shit and look down yeah, on them. It's got to be Canada. Yeah. Uh, we'd be America and they'd be Canada. Yeah. Right. I think in this. So you're complete thing. dicks to so uh, to New Zealand. It's and the big brother, little yeah, brother. Per- <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, by the way, speaking of Flight of the Concords, one of the guys on that show is on Wrecked. Have you watched Wrecked? I have heard good things, but I have not seen it. it unbelievably fun. I, I couldn't, but I was surprised how much I liked this show. It's like really? nonstop. It's joke, 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 rapid fire, and really funny consistently throughout huh, the whole thing. Okay. And it's not what you think it is. Like, they set it up sort of as a lost mm-hmm. parody. Uh, but it's really other than it's people stranded on an yeah. island. It's it has nothing to do with okay. loss. Like there's no smoke, ma- no there's supernatural, no, no magic shit. There's okay. like some intrigue and like you know people killing each other. But it's nothing like lost at all. Okay, I actually just saw a movie uh, with I look for- with that guy. Yeah. I was gonna say, I look forward to and- when when we get it on our TV here in like a year and a half time or whatever. <laughs> well, I think it's already what the second season, so you might have the first one. I think it's uh, is it no? Uh, I think it's uh, the first season just ended. Oh, okay. uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But I saw the movie What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Have you seen that? No. It's got Jermaine Clement yeah, and. The, I always forget the guy's name who played Murray, who's like the funniest guy from Flight of the Concords, but I always forget his fucking name. Ray Stabby. Yes, that's it. That's it. The two of them. And it's like a mockumentary about vampires. Oh, yeah. And it's really, really fucking funny. Check it out. And it's actually made by the dude um, that's making uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, really? Huh. He, I haven't seen yeah, a single Thor Yeah, he used Thor to be movie. Jermaine's... Um, oh, Thor, I think, Jermaine's is like writing the best. Partner before Jermaine was in Fly of the Concords. Oh. And they made like um, a bunch of movies together. And yeah, that he got he he's made um that uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he, they filmed most of that in Australia, which is why it's got so many nice. actors in it, like Carl Urban and Kate Blanchett and stuff. I would highly recommend the Thor series. Actually, of all the solo Avengers movies, I feel it's the best. It's the most fun uh, movie series because it's just like just fantasy and like they really pull it. Out. And there's really good actors. Anthony Hopkins is in the first one. Well, he was also in uh, Westworld. But no, the script is. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't watched Westworld, but it was. Don't. This is good. This is fun. All right. I liked Westworld. I had problems with it, but I liked it. Overall. But um, I, I had I had like a legit uh, question that I okay. wanted to quickly to ask you guys. Um, oh, okay. Um, the other week you were talking about uh, you know would if Sid's imaginary friend got married on like a Trump thing, would you go and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a, like a similar thing happened here recently and amongst sort of my group of friends. Um, somebody, one of my friends uh, posted a thing saying, you know, he's got X amount of friends and he found three of them like this, like alt-right page thing, which is like, uh, and I didn't know what it was, but they were all making jokes about it. And I looked at it, it was, just, it was one of those pages that shares like Alex Jones' stuff. Uh-huh. Like non-ironically. Like, mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't remember what it was or the person that does it. And I'm not going to give him anything if I did. And then I said, like, I clicked on it. I found that I had uh, four friends or something that liked it. So I immediately just went and unfriended those people. Because nice. I don't need that shit. And so while we were having a discussion in his original post about it, um, this I said, you know, I deleted three people because I don't, you know, like, I live in the real world. I don't that kind of crap, blah, blah, blah. And this dude that's like a local guy, he's a drummer, it's like really a good drummer, so everybody kind of puts up with his shit, but he's like full on like a lot This is quickly? Not, well, got, you really got to um, get to the point. I'm sorry. <laughs> not to go. be a dick. We got to... Oh, sorry. To yeah. To. He was saying to me like, it's like, can you not be... Like I said, I deleted him and he said, you know, he was like picked a fight with me saying, you know, oh, that's really tolerant of you. Like, you know, you can't be friends friends with these people if they don't share Yeah, how dare you to- like, not tolerate their intolerance? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's a difference between sharing, um, have someone have a different political perspective and someone who 
you know, believes Alex Jones. I just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's... There's yeah, a there's, line. Yeah. Left and right, and then yeah. there's extremes. Yeah, and there's also a line so between wanted... your average Trump supporter and a fucking Nazi. I mean, I do think you can have misguided political opinions and support Trump, but you don't have to be a Nazi. The line got a little thinner today, also. Yeah, exactly. That's well. Listen, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but no, but that's all right. That said, though, I feel like a lot of people already knew Trump was a piece of shit yeah. and still thought he was the least bad candidate you know what i'm saying because similar to how i would be the opposite i thought hillary clinton was a piece of shit but i think she was the least yeah. bad candidate by a lot i mean so you, i can see people overlooking things about trump at the time yeah at the time <clears throat> but anyway aki thank you for calling in we're gonna let you go put you on hold whichever yeah, you prefer yeah <clears throat> one 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 goodbye. yeah hey goodbye asked him how many driveways he has. We don't, he volunteered the one. We don't even... We'll save that one. We're going to have Brendan Small on momentarily. Whoa! I want to mention a, a comment in the chat from earlier. Lovely says, I think Noah's delicious. Oh, uh, Noah, has you. Lovely tasted you? Just her cysts. <laughs> what? My cysts are delicious. delicious. Yeah, we were talking about that before. Remember, Rob? Mm-hmm. It was tonight. <laughs> on this it show happened like th- 10 minutes ago by the way uh murray is the guy that's yes in wrecked yeah also that guy is great mm-hmm. and i guess he's getting a so the movie that i was talking about jermaine and a couple other guys play vampires and then murray is like in a werewolf gang that you see a couple times like mm-hmm. they're the rivals yeah and apparently he's getting like a spin-off movie of his werewolf <laughs> gang that he's the leader of wow it's, i'm excited because it was it was a really funny good movie deep yeah, that guy's great. Reese Darby. <clears throat> so we talked about Danzig's house for a second earlier. Oh Can we God, buy Danzig's house? Here's my pitch. We should do the podcast from there. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Here's my pitch. Okay. Metalinjection.net and metalsucks.whatever the hell they are. Biz.sluts, whatever the hell we said they were. Get together. Start up like a crowdfunding campaign where you get the money together to buy this house. Mm-hmm. And as a reward for everybody who donates, what you're going to do with this house, nobody's going to permanently live there. It's going to be an Airbnb. And whoever <laughs> donates gets one, like like a weekend a year somebody free already access. Accepted. Somebody already did this exact thing. Oh, really? There's an Indiegogo <laughs> where the more, you, like if you donate a thousand, you could stay there for a week or okay, whatever. Okay, so yeah, you get yeah. get in on that so you, you can, can stay sweep there. up all the kitty litter. I that <laughs> house just can you imagine like again? It's just, disgusting. If, the if way you house just uh, if you just you know go to metal injection search Danzig house, you'll see at the photos. It looks like no one has, has been in there for like five years at least. And he left a ton of his shit in there. And it also looks like he loves to go home shopping at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> he has a lot. Of, well, I imagine also he gets sent a lot of yeah. these things. Mm. Like these People companies want to. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, but he, he put just them all has, on display. He just has a... They're not... Like some of them are just hanging out like just all in their original oh, packaging. Yeah, that's how toy nerds do it. You want to keep the value up. So it doesn't it look package. like they're on display. They're just stacked up. And uh, the, how about the uh, Nazi memorabilia? There is no Nazi memorabilia. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a possibility if there was, he had already taken it out of the Maybe house. Maybe Lemmy left it to him in his will. <laughs> and that's why he has it. <laughs> there was no Nazi memorabilia. Who did Lemmy leave all his Nazi memorabilia to? Do we know that? 
We d- I wonder what happened Jesse with that room, James. that that room where wall to wall. So, Rob, in that photo, you did not see anything uh, untoward. Or... That is correct. And frankly, I'm glad it's not there. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder what his new place looks like. Rob. It's apparently a Lucille Ball's old old house. Oh, wow. there was like a you know a, a, awesome like a celebrity tours photo of the exterior. But who's, who's lived there in the interim? Because she's been. Peaced out for a while. What? What do you like? I just, I'm sorry to mean. I just pictured Ricky Ricardo walking in and like seeing Danzig <laughs> oh, moving no. his Hey Lucy, hey Lucy, explain something to me, Lucy. Why is there a man, five foot four man, walking in with his shirt off, Lucy? <laughs> where? I don't know, Ricky. Where? <laughs> oh, that's terrible, Lucy. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ricky, he took my fish nets. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> That must stop at once. Hey, Rick, why is there a guy with a shirt off moving bricks around? <laughs> oh, Fred, he's crazy, this guy. It's the contractor. <laughs> well, on that note. I think we should uh, call up our guest. Okay. I hope I hope he was listening to, to uh, and heard these last few minutes. See if he ever hung out at Danzig's house. Or if he ever watched I Love Lucy, if he's a he, fan. I'm, I could see. He probably has. We're calling Brendan Small. Hello? Hello, Brendan. It's Hello? Rob. Hello. Who is this? I'm sorry. This is Rob. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, this is Rob from the Metal Injection Livecast. Yes, wonderful. I was expecting your call <laughs> in in eight minutes, but I hear, I'm, I'm here all the same. Oh, well, we can, we can call you back in eight minutes. If no, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's all right. Let's do it. All right. My apologies for... For being now early. I'm excited. Now you got me all excited. <laughs> I can tell. Well, you're on the air along with with my beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. I have three other beautiful voices. They're terrific. They're wonderful. I got Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And I have Darren. Hello. That's me. And Hi guys. Hey, what's up? And uh, what's we going were, on? We were just talking about. You? We were just talking about like Danzig's house being for sale. I don't know if you've seen the listing or inquired about it. I have. I actually have seen it. Yeah, I, I um, I used to spend time in that neighborhood, and I would walk by it occasionally. Um, but go on. What were you guys saying? What well, this? well, what I what I was going to ask is, so if you ever hung out with Danzig in his home, but I see you just walked past it. You're saying no. I don't. I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. I rehearsed next to him one time. Uh, one time, Death Clock was rehearsing. It was really crazy. We were rehearsing for like one of our first tours at a place in Los Angeles and we were right next to I think Kiss was there and the Sex Pistols and Danzig were all there in the same place. Wow. It was pretty ridiculous. And um Danzig walked by and I said, Hey, how's it going? And uh he didn't want he didn't he wasn't interested in hearing that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I think he probably thought I was like yeah, I don't know. He was. Uh, I'm sure he thought I could have been a super fan, and I was going to start asking him questions about, you know, Wolverine or something. I don't know, but um, uh, well, he was. Uh, he was a little guarded that day, let's say. But I have some friends that work with him who, uh, who uh, like him a lot and say he's a nice guy. So uh, uh, that's my only encounter with Danzig. I see. He must be a pretty guarded person, I would imagine, with the type of people that approach him. Well, you never know what kind of guys. You know, gonna. Sucker punch you, do so. You never know. You start a kind of a strange. Uh, I think people uh, 
I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably not easy. He's been burned in the past. He has. He's he's, uh, he's had his heart broken. Yeah. Everyone has, but uh, I get it. <laughs> We're talking with Brendan Small, and uh, Brendan, you have a new album coming out August 25th. It's called Galacticon Two: Become the Storm. And uh, I want to quickly mention, if anybody would like to ask Brendan a question, you can dial 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. And, uh, uh, Brendan, what I like about this album is there's also a a comic book element to it. That's right. And uh, I was curious, like, did you do the, did you have the concept from the start of doing both at the same time? Or did the music come before the the story? Story before the music. Pontificate, please. It's also it, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, I um, I was not expecting to make a comic book out of this, I but um, I had finished the record and I was uh, mixing it earlier this year, and I think I'd posted a few things over the last year or so about you know this record is going to come out at some point this year, and Eric Powell, who is um, a really talented. Uh, artist and writer who did a comic book called The Goon. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. It's really funny. It's got great world and character and and humor. And um, he said, "Hey, is this Galacticon project? Is this? Um, I know this is. I know the first record was like a, a long form story. It was more like a. I, I guess the word I'm going to use to define both of these albums is it's a concept opera. It's not really a rock opera, and it's not really a concept album. It's somewhere in the middle." And he knew that it was a narrative. And he said, is this, is this something we could make a comic book out of? And I said, you know what? I think I don't want to give the story away for the second one, but I think we can do one of the first one, which I think is more of a comedy um, in, its, in its nature. The, the first Galacticon record was an intergalactic divorce story. And, I, and then we talked about it, and I said, yeah, I think I can make this into a comic book. So it just, it just was coincidence that he was interested and he was looking to produce some uh, – and publish some some new stuff, and I was around. That's cool, and and it seems like you are pretty secretive about this, the plot here, because because I also saw that you're not going to release the lyrics. It's not going to the lyrics aren't going to be printed on the the album. That's right. Yeah. What's yeah. what's why don't you want to like share your thoughts? Why why are you being so uh... share my thoughts? <laughs> Why am I being so secretive, right? Yeah, what's going on? What, what are you um, well, I think what I want to do is, I, I'll probably release them at some point, but what I'm going to do is I just want people to kind of make up their minds what they think it is for themselves. I think that's something that's kind of gotten lost in music where people kind of tell you how to feel, how to uh, experience music. And, and there are lots of different ways you can. And I, I got to tell you, like the way I listen to music may be like how you do. I'm not sure. I don't. I listen to the music first to hear what the, the actual music sounds like. That's the first thing I do to see if there's anything interesting going on. And then sometimes I never learn the lyrics to my favorite songs. And I wanted the music to come first. And um, I would rather, I would rather have people tell me what they think the music is about rather than me tell them. Cause I think it's pretty boring. I'd rather hear what your interpretation is than what my interpretation is. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard stuff that before I even said I was putting a record out, People told me they thought that this was Death Album 4. Um, Gene Hoagland said that it was Death Album 4. And then other people said that this is the end of Metalocalypse as a record. So I'm not going to – I'm going to let you guys decide whatever you think it is. But um, it's uh, 
That's what I think that's what the listener's job is. And how does that feel like to, to sometimes hear, you know, interpretations of your work? And, you know, in, in some ways, you know what your mindset was. And when you hear what people get out of it and are you sometimes like, how did you even go there? Like, wh- what made you even think of this? Well, <laughs> I think people are allowed to interpret things in many different ways. Um, and, and people, um, I, w- I would rather have them kind of just lean in a little bit more and try to figure out what this record's about than just kind of read the records and shrug. It's almost like something's happened over the last maybe 15 years where instead of having people wonder about a project, we give them all the information with like director's commentaries and behind the scenes. We show everybody everything, how everything was put together. And I think it'd be kind of fun to not do as much of that stuff. If you watch any of the Metalocalypse DVDs, we don't have any behind the scenes footage. We don't show any of us in relation to the show. In fact, in Metalocalypse, if you saw, if you saw Death Clock Live, I, yell, I would yell at the lighting crew every single time if I, could, if I wasn't in shadow. <laughs> Yeah, we thought it was yeah. pretty cool to not associate ourselves with that and just keep a little bit more intrigue happening. How do they make this show? How does it happen? Who are these people based off of? I'd rather have it live inside of someone's head than, than uh, give a dissertation on how to listen to something. Well, isn't it like what... So, so, uh, I was just yeah. going to add that what separates us from animals is as humans, we can use our imagination. And I like that you're kind of making people do that. It's cool. I... I, I think it's fun too. And I remember first like um, going through a friend's record library and just looking at um, the art and listening to the music. That to me is like the coolest thing in the world to kind of Im- try to, uh, sometimes a record can sound bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that you get to put, fill in those blanks, the more it'll live inside of your head. That's how I worked. So maybe some people are like me, some, maybe some people are not, and those people maybe will be pissed off that there's no lyrics. But um, but, but they'll come out at some point. Will there be vinyl? Will there be big artwork? Oh, yes. There is really cool vinyl. We have a really, really excited, exciting... Uh, we have two different options for vinyl. So we have, like, the really um, great standard heavy vinyl, and then we've got um, picture disc vinyl with all kinds of cool artwork on it. And the cool thing about doing this project and putting out a comic, and actually, I don't know if you've noticed, but some of the artwork, uh, there's an actual helmet on the back of the, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be on the back of the CD and the album, and that's an actual wearable helmet. We're building right now the whole world out for a music video that we're going to shoot soon. Oh, that's cool. And that's another big fun thing, is actually building out a practical world. with We're building spaceships and robots. We're building laser guns and... We're going to do the whole thing practically, like a Roger Corman movie in 1978. So that's something that's really exciting, too. So like actually physically building, building out. out. And my brother. What's that? Physically building out these things, you're saying. Like they're, they're going to actually exist. Physically in real building world. them out. To, to, exactly. And we're going to shoot them all in camera. And we're going to kind of just treat it like a Lars von Trier's Dogma 95. But it's like Roger Corman or Dino De Laurentiis, 1978. So we're going to just have those kinds of restrictions. So it's really fun to to shoot in that world. And I've got a, a resource that I've never really used before, which is my, my brother, Jeff Small, who has been working in makeup, monster movie makeup effects for the last 15 years. And he's really, really good. And we've never really gotten a chance to, aside from through comedy, I've done some really weird prosthetic stuff with him in comedy. But aside from that, we've never really gotten to work with each other on a cool project. And we've been working on this really closely, and it's super fun. 
I can't wait to see the behind the scenes making of featurette about this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to let anybody see anything, not even the video. <laughs> you have to find it somewhere. You're going to make the video, but like the brightness and contrast will be really, really low. So black screen. Yeah, it'll be really hard to. <laughs> you know, that's funny. It's really funny that, that um, through making metal lockups and making cool art stuff and having a cool team of people to work with. There is something that happens where art can get too clean. It can get a little too pretty. And, um, and it, it doesn't have any scuff marks or any atmosphere and stuff. So we would find ourselves in Metalocalypse all the time. You know, we just use the term, like, how do we fuck this up and make it, like, how do we make this look like it's hard? Like, I want to make it so your eye wants to punch through all this fog to see what's behind it. And that's something that comes up a lot, and some of my favorite directors do that, too. But, um but yeah, uh, this, cool. this will be something that I probably will show, uh, the making of the actual suits and everything like that, because we've got a lot of cool footage with that. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And plus, I'm really excited about that, too. So you haven't shot the video yet. You're still working on it? Yeah, we're, we're building the whole mm-hmm. – it takes a while to build all this stuff, so we're, we're building that. on this stuff. And, it's, and uh, yeah, we're partnering with uh, some cool people, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really cool thing. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, if you want to ask Brendan a question, the number to dial, 213-WIDE-NUT, 213-943-3688. Got two callers. Let's take 928, area code 928. You're on the live cast. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, hi, my name is Mandy. I'm from Arizona. Hello, Mandy from Arizona. You're on the line with Brandon. Well, uh, Brendan. Brendan, uh, uh, do you have a question? <laughs> um. <laughs> To be honest, I really don't now that I'm here. Um, oh, but definitely want to say, love the comedy, love the music. Definitely excited for the music video. That sounds awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Um, thanks. It's uh, not a question, but, I, but again, I bet we can turn this into a conversation somehow. Um, yeah, um, there's lots of cool stuff <laughs> coming up there. Definitely. It didn't work out. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's gonna uh, really be looking forward to the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, gonna. I will probably. I'll tell you this. As long as I don't have to explain the video, um, I will. I will show behind the scenes and show uh, <laughs> all the footage the, of my brother and myself working together. We did some stuff where we, um, you know, we want to build like um, basically everything that I'm that I do as a grown up is because I probably because I saw Flash Gordon the movie when I was ah, a kid. Nice. And um the reason I probably overuse Queen as a reference and, and my music and Brian May and all that stuff is because of that movie. And everything uh, inside of Metalocalypse is also very influenced by by that movie as well. And um you can you can make a movie look like that if you want to. You have to want to. Like uh, there's a big series of movies in the '70s that were inspired by Star Wars, but just didn't have the budget. And that's what I want to do. I hear you. We got another call. Maybe they'll have an actual question. Nine eight nine. Right. Yeah, sure. A comment. <laughs> or a comment. Hi, it's lovely. Hello, lovely. You're on with Brendan. Hi. Okay. I am so excited. Um, just wanted to ask Brendan if he's seen any really great bad movies lately, because I know you've mentioned that you're kind of a connoisseur fan of bad movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do love... I'll have... Um, you know, uh, when everyone's in town, we'll have a bad movie night at my house. I'll have some comedians over, and um, we will uh, we'll, we'll seek out some of the best bad movies we can find 
Um, there's one that was really intriguing that we watched recently called Fateful Findings. You may know about this one. I'm not the only guy that knows about it. But I think you can watch it on Amazon. And there's a lead actor who, he's, it's just another one of those movies where you've got a very earnest lead actor who wrote and directed everything himself. And he's not, you know, he's not, uh, I don't think he's, he's, he's studied acting necessarily. <laughs> and uh, I don't think he studied writing or anything either, or filmmaking. <laughs> And uh, and it's a, it's a crazy movie called Fateful Findings. And um, the guy's kind of a cross between Gary Shandling and uh, Richard Gere. He has that kind of a look, but he's decided to he's decided to make himself like a romantic lead, and he definitely casts a lot of pretty ladies with him to have scenes with, like romantic scenes with. And I think that's interesting too. Sometimes that's all. That's the only way people can meet ladies is to uh, write an entire script yeah. and. Uh, raise the money uh, and shoot for two months and make the terrible film. Worked for Woody Allen. But um, I, what's that? Yeah, Woody yeah, worked for Woody Allen. It's true. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I know a movie that made us all kind of like our made our heads all turn to the side. And I wouldn't expect this movie to be so confusing because he's made some good movies. But um, uh, what is the movie? Oh man, I just I just lost it. It's okay. It's you guys need to help me out. It's gonna be like the okay. uh, ten thousand dollar pyramid. Okay, so the director who directed uh, say anything. Oh, uh, Cameron. Crow. Oh, it's Aloha. Oh, I heard Cameron Crowe's oh, Aloha. Yeah. Oh You've yeah. Got Emma Stone. It. You've got plays, to see it. Plays an Asian woman. An Asian woman. All right, why do we have to yeah. see it? Yeah, I mean, there are like uh, there are maybe three hundred hours of uh, deleted scenes. And if you watch them, then the movie kind of makes sense. Well, they're not 300. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Like, but there, there are like three hours of deleted scenes. There's a lot of there's a lot of storytelling that didn't make it into the movie. And you went through so all of There's a lot of stuff that just kind of comes up. Oh, when when me and my friends go, get into this stuff, we're, we're like forensic uh, scientists. We're trying to figure out what happened, where it went wrong. We want to just we want to like just go up the whole. Like just, we want to get our hands dirty and try to figure out where this thing, what happened here, what's going on. Did they just want to shoot a film in Hawaii? Is that all they wanted? Yeah. That's the Adam Sandler. That's enough of a reason. Yeah. I prefer not to watch the deleted yeah. scenes of Aloha because it ruins the magic of the uh, of the <laughs> film for me to know all that stuff. It kind of does. You're right. It's true. It's such a, true. It's such a piece of art. It's true. <laughs> I like to say, hey, we're talking bad movies. Seen. I got. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. So have you seen The Covenant or The Apparition? Those are a couple of bad horror movies I just watched. Oh yeah, um, I have not watched that, but yeah. I just thought, hey, do you guys have do you guys have the Shutter app? Shutter, no. what's that? No, Anyone? Nope. No. Shutter, S H U D D E R. It is a, it is a, it's like a five dollar a month app for, and it's all it's got is horror films. Oh cool. It's all horror, so it's got. It's got like old uh, Dario Argento and Fulci and tons of cool stuff and like some really great transfers and stuff. And uh, but one movie I just watched was um, a movie called Oh man, I think it was called Raw Fury. Maybe hold on, I can find out what this is. You guys talk amongst yourselves because I know I have a text here. That, that sounds, on the air with you. <laughs> that sounds like a women in prison movie. Yeah. You see on Page <laughs> heat. <laughs> Kind of um, or like a tag team. Two one three wide nut is the number. Two one three. Two one three nine four three three six eight eight. What happened to Neo? 
Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're winding down our interview with uh, Brendan, so you might want to call in. You mentioned uh, Dino De Laurentiis, by the way. Since we're talking about bad movies, I, uh, one of my favorite, and I don't know even know if you can call it a bad movie, because I really, it's like a guilty pleasure of mine, but the 70, 1976 you King Kong. Raw Force. I, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, back. Uh, oh, hey. Uh, Raw, Hi, welcome. Raw Force. Okay. Oh, Raw Force. Anyway, I'm back with the, with the answer. Raw Force is a, is a crappy movie you need to see on Shutter. Anyway, I was going to say the, you talking about? The, the 70s King Kong that Dino De Laurentiis made, I think, is a really good. Oh, uh, yeah. It, he yeah. Made some, he made some fantastic uh, movies that um, that uh, didn't really. They weren't a list movies. I mean, they were a listers, like Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange was in that one. Yep, uh, but the king, the the actual <laughs> gorilla is, I feel like, a great example of you know, like what you were talking about earlier, doing the doing everything with models and stuff like that, because it's just a. It looks like the realest of the three yeah. King Kong films. And also, once you're done watching Raw Force. Make sure to also watch yeah. the 1982 Raw Force, uh, the porno with Britt Helfer and Camille Keaton. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> that is. Oh, awesome. I will. I will. Awesome. Mono, this one may, be a, may have been called Raw Fury as well. But uh, <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis has a very. Uh, he has a really. Uh, he, he has. He's affected me in a great way because he made. He made King Kong. He made. Uh, Flash Gordon. He made Barbarella. Oh my God! And he made Dune. I saw Barbarella way so too he produced, young. I was like five or six, and my parents showed me Barbarella for some reason. They showed it to you, like they you like rented it, it from the video store. Oh, okay. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They just plopped me in front of the TV and popped in the VHS of Barbarella. For people that haven't seen it, what is the? It's uh, Jane Fonda in like a sexual outer space kind of movie. space opera. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There's a scene where like metallic yeah. birds peck at her and she starts bleeding from the legs that still traumatizes me when I think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's five. There's a scene where little little dolls with sharp teeth chase her. Yeah. Um there's a scene where you can see her naked. Yeah. Um this Yeah, there's a, a lot of sexuality in it, but uh, there's a lot of just crazy kind of low budget sci fi stuff. There's like shag carpeting on the walls in her space. Yeah, it's spaceship. Like, it's pretty cool. It's like seventies bachelor pad in outer space kind of weirdness. Yeah, so like retro futurism. Yeah, point, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yeah, you know, in the Galacticon comic, we um, I work with uh, two great artists. Of course, one of them is Eric Powell. The other one is Steve Mannion, who's just kind of like an unsung hero in this world, and he's really. Um, this is part of what he draws is like this kind of like seventies retro sci-fi stuff. So. Um, that was part of kind of getting the look of Galacticon on the comic on the page was trying to find, uh, how can we make this feel like this came out in the seventies? And there's a part of the comic book process when you're, you know, you do the pencils and you do the script and everything and you put it all together and then they do a cleanup pass where they start inking and inking just ties everything together in some way. But for our comic, this guy had so much personality in in his pencil work that we said, you know what? I don't think we need an inker in this thing. Oh, wow. um, this looks a little bit more kind of personalized without the inking, and it looks a little bit more like a comic. It looks like a heavy metal comic from the 70s or something. And uh, Eric Powell said, you know, I'm glad you said that. We don't do that enough. Let's definitely do that. So I was glad to see that we could kind of keep the scratchiness alive inside of this thing. But it's all completely um, 
it's all completely influenced by by all that stuff, by heavy metal, by Mobius. And this guy kind of looks like a, his artwork looks like a combination of R. Crumb and Mobius, which is mm. kind of cool. That that sounds really awesome. I definitely. Really it's fun. Like it. It's fun stuff. <laughs> cool. And the uh, once again the album Galacticon Two Become the Storm is out on August twenty fifth. Uh, are you a big fan? Yes. Uh, and if if you're feeling saucy and you want to pre-order it, you can go to galacticon.com and, and it has uh, whatever porthole you're used to purchasing your music from. Yeah, we'll we'll absolutely include a link on the uh, description of this this here episode. I appreciate that. Uh, well, we appreciate your time, Brendan. Thank you so much for calling into the show, hanging out with us, telling us about some uh, absolutely great bad movies. To watch. Great bad movie. I got a bigger list. Um, if anyone hasn't seen Tiptoes, by the way, check it out. Mm-hmm. You guys know what that is? No. no. What is Tiptoes? Tiptoes is a movie that's really, really interesting that not a lot of people have seen. And it's got kind of an A-list cast, but they didn't really promote it that well. It's got Peter Dinklage. Oh. Um, it's got Matthew McConaughey. Uh, uh, What's-her-face uh, from Underworld. Uh, what's her name? Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, that's the one. It's got Patricia Arquette. Huh. And it's got Gary Oldman. Oh. And the story is that um, Matthew McConaughey and his wife, this is kind of in the trailer, so I'm not going to spoil anything, they find out that they're having a baby. And it, it's at that moment that Matthew McConaughey finally confesses to Kate Beckinsale that he's the only full-grown person in a family of dwarves. Oh. <laughs> and his twin brother is a dwarf played by Gary Oldman uh, pretty much walking around on his knees are you oh my god like a like, like dwarf, dwarf on, on golf, golf. Oh Have you seen, remember dwarf on golf yes. Con, the great Tim Conway yes yeah <laughs> that's what Holy that's shit. what the movie is what? watch wow. the trailer on YouTube and then find a way to purchase this this is a movie that it's not a comedy by the way it's like it's got like a heart to it and it's trying to tell a story oh. you know of like this is it may have been based off of something real but i don't know what it is i just i haven't like uh i i've been in a place where i am with my record with my record and its relationship to the fans which is like i just don't know what happened <laughs> I don't know. what what is what is going on here how did this happen how do they how do they this is a lot of money with really good actors and peter dinklage then and he has a really thick french accent this is way before game of thrones and um i recommend checking out tiptoes if you're interested in fascinated with bad films as much as I am. By the way, I I like good movies too, I should say. <laughs> I enjoy good films, not just not just bad movies. Can I because just... uh I think you can get you can be inspired by both. A good movie you're like, well, I don't even think about it. I'm like, it's just great. It's just wonderful. A bad movie, my brain starts going, Well, what could we have done to make this movie a little bit better? That's right. what I start asking. It's myself. fun to be and a little bit. We start having those it. kinds of conversations. Yeah. I, I, I want to just say that yeah. I just looked up the IMDb of the guy who wrote Tiptoes, and Tiptoes is his mm-hmm. only credit. That's it. There's nothing mm. else. It might have been a well, pseudonym. Maybe he didn't want Bill Weiner. So well. maybe. <laughs> or Weiner. It could be Bill That's Weiner. That's definitely a pseudonym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Weiner, yeah. Maybe it's Matthew Weiner. Oh, my the God. Madman. Madman. And he oh, changed his first name. Um, but I recommend that. Uh, Raw Fury, I think, is the movie that I was thinking of. I just didn't. I just panicked. I couldn't find the text where the guy was recommending it to me. Um, 
and get the Shutter app. Even that, I have nothing to do with that. I have to say, if you're a horror movie fan, and I think metal fans tend to be, yes, um, check it out because it's like five bucks a month, and there's just tons and tons of movies on that thing. Do, do you um, have a yeah, favorite horror movie of all the, time? The record. Do you have a favorite horror film What's, of all time? Yeah, it's only only horror films. No, no, no. But do you personally? Or horror. Do you have a horror film that you enjoy above all others? What's your favorite? Oh. You know, I like a lot of them, and I like the 70s classics and stuff, but I, if people ask me what the perfect horror film is, I think the original Pol- Poltergeist is one of the best yes. horror films ever made. I, Just because I think they did such a great job. I mean, this is... And not every horror film does it. I mean, The Exorcist certainly does it, but they did such a great job establishing how the world is not scary first mm-hmm. and how this is a very kind of relatable family. How the kid has Star Wars action figures and the daughter's dating and sneaking out of the house and and how they're smoking pot but reading books about Ronald Reagan. And they do so much great stuff before any real scary stuff happens. And I think that's such an important part of making a good horror film is how is it not scary? What is it like without any ghosts yes. trying to steal your kids away from you? you got to establish so, the rules first before yeah. you break them. Get establish status quo, as they say yeah. in the mm-hmm. in the screenwriting yeah. world. Yeah. What? So yeah, you got to kind of establish that first. Even though the opening credit sequence is like a, a ghost hand kind of creeping around the house, but it's not really doing anything evil. It's just checking stuff out. <laughs> um, but that's a great one. I'm looking forward to the new Stephen King. It, by the way. Yeah, me too. I, I we'll see what good. that's like. I was honestly I know that, kind I know of. Stephen King, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I was just. I, I feel like I went in there sort of close-minded into the trailers, like thinking because I, you know, I love the books and the book and the, uh, the original series, yeah. miniseries. But I feel like it won me over. Like I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I uh, coincidentally have become friendly with the brother, sister, director, producer team that made that, and um, they. Uh, I think they're pretty pretty capable people and i know that stephen king gave it a thumbs up on twitter so we'll see we'll see what happens and i'm gonna he, definitely see it though and he didn't like the miniseries if i remember correctly right <laughs> i don't remember what his feelings were about the miniseries but i um it's pretty unforgettable you know whether or not you think it's scary enough right. i mean the story is probably one of the best scary stories in the world which is like a demon that just wants to kill really nice kids. Yeah, pretty much. Lure them into I mean, the it's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. A bunch of regular kids that didn't do anything wrong are just getting annihilated by this demon who can manifest itself into a clown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how many crazy clown stories there were before that, but this is a good one as far as the crazy, scary clowns go. I think that's what uh, anyway. inspired a lot of people to be oh, yeah. afraid of clowns, you know, in the first place. I don't remember that being I a meme, it, like when, it, when in the early 80s before that film came. Well, what came first, that movie or uh, John Wayne Gacy? Uh, well, John Wayne Gacy, but I don't think that I don't think that was like linked to the American psyche in okay. a way that I feel like when, when that movie came out, it really kind of made people scared of clowns. Alright. You're probably right. I think you could be right. Yeah. Anyway, there's Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which was like a late 80s, early 90s oh, thing, yeah. too. Which, yeah. So that great. was way later. <laughs> and there was also yeah. Gene Simmons. I mean, he was pretty scary. Oh. He was a pretty scary looking clown. There was Gene Simmons. They were dressed in the, the kabuki version of that, yeah. <laughs> which was pretty badass. It's hard to deny that. 
mean, that's true. I mean, at the time, sir. Anyway. Well, Brendan, thank you so much. Uh, you have been very generous with your time. I get it. I get it. You guys don't want to talk to me anymore. All oh, right, I got to go. We could talk to you. We could talk to you for the, next, talk hour. To you for the uh, next hour. We just assume you don't you, talk you're to much us. more important uh, person. I actually there. had one little thing. Uh, did you ever see the movie Desecration? It's like late 90s. No. What's that? Great movie. No. Because we were talking about kids battling evil, and it's like a, it's about a little kid who... Um, his mother dies, and then he accidentally, uh, he has a like a crazy, like repressive Catholic upbringing. And he accidentally, sure. he accidentally kills a nun. And after that happens, he like, oh, really? yeah, he winds up in hell. You see him in hell for a good portion of the uh -huh. movie. He meets his really? mother. It's very surreal, but like really terrifying in a way that's not like jump scares and everything. Like it's a really, really good psychological, yeah. psychological uh, horror film. Desecration, is it, well, everything you say when you talk about it makes it sound like it's an Italian horror film because there's so much, you know, uh, just a Catholicism, keeping, keeping them awake and feeling shameful and everything every night. The guy who directed his name, Dante oh. Tomaselli, is Italian descent, clearly. I think he's an American, though, but it's made in that style. It's made, like, very low budget, and it looks like a 70s horror movie. Oh, cool. Well, I've written it down. Highly, re time. highly recommended. Uh, I don't know that I, I don't know that I spelled it correctly, but I, I, I bet I can find it with these clues. Yep. <laughs> All right. Unless I'm really, unless I'm truly am an idiot, I think I can find this movie if it exists. Well, the the good thing about I don't know about... you well enough to know that you're not making up movies as we go along. Promise. You could also just ask your Siri or Alexa to look it up for you. You don't even have to know how to spell it anymore. Yeah. With I'll, just turn, I'll turn to my closest robot and see if they know anything. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like... I like a good old-fashioned ghost story. Like when The Others came out, I thought also was a good one with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. I like remember that, that one? Yeah, that's a good one. I've been ages since I saw it, was, it in the uh, theater, and I don't remember much about it. I remember liking it, though. It's a really good uh, classic ghost story, I think, and those, I think, go a long way. And uh, it's got a great twist. And um, the, the, the other cool thing about that movie, I forget the name of the director, but he also composed the score. Oh, right. So he was like, uh, it was pretty interesting to watch a guy who put a good movie together and wrote the music, too. And it's really atonal and interesting and all scary, but complicated. Now let me ask you this, Brendan. Do you listen to? Do you keep yeah. up with with yeah. the heavy metal? Do you keep up with music, or, or, or you, you don't even want to talk about that? What? No, I don't listen to any music ever. <laughs> I try to. I try not to be. Um, you don't want it to I influence. Do. I listen to all kinds of stuff. What's that? You don't want it to influence your output. You no, I do. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. Um, I try to listen when I'm actually making a record. I try to listen to everything, but heavy metal, or at least but contemporary heavy metal. Um, you know, um, just because I think that's a good rule. I'd rather listen to stuff that's like 30, 40 years old and see if I can make it more metal than it was in the first place. Like what kind of stuff? Like, but, like um, classics like Sabbath? Well, I listen to, I mean, I put a, I put a Spotify playlist together that had a whole bunch of stuff. And it's funny. Somebody commented. Like, you shouldn't have put this playlist out. Your record's never going to measure up to these great songs <laughs> that, you're, um, that you put in there. And I was like, you're 100% right. There's no way I can write music this good. But I put um, everything from, like, old uh, 
uh, Black Sabbath with Dio, like Sign of the Southern Cross, which I think is one of the most epic songs in the world. I have, um, what do I have? I have a Queen, uh, the Prophet song, which I think is, again, one of the most epic kind of medium tempo songs. I really gravitate towards those medium tempo metal tunes that I don't think really, I don't hear it that often. I hear faster or gent, or I hear a bunch of different stuff happening at the same time. So uh, I have that. Then I have like a bunch of melodic heroes, like uh, everyone from ELO to Paul Simon that I put on this list. And then I put, you know, like kind of the usual suspects, you know, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer. Um, and um, I put Duran Duran on that list. I put Soundgarden on that list. Um, but that's kind of the fun about this Galacticon project is that I'm not restricted by anything. If I have any kind of influence, I can put it in there. There are moments where I'm thinking about Billy Joel inside of this metal album. Um, but uh, melodically, you know, I'm just trying to get ideas from a lot of different places. That's really cool. And I think that's, uh, that, that, that's how you create new original music to contribute to society. Yeah, that's like, hopefully, you, you know, you take your influence. Like all you've got, I think, is a, if you're a songwriter is your taste, your set of influences and who you can draw upon when you're in a bind and, and how you can cover your tracks on the way out. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff where I think if I took this song and slowed it down as much as I could and played it on like an eight string, what would that sound like? And I did that with a song on Galacticon 2 called Nightmare. That's based off of a Bach invention. So it's like the two-handed piano inventions that I learned oh, when wow. I was in music school. And I put that on an eight-string guitar and turned that into something that's, uh, that I'm kind of using two, two sections of that for. No, one's, uh, no one said it out loud. No one, I don't, maybe, maybe Bach isn't as popular as it used to be, but no one caught that one yet. Yeah. And that one's out there as like a gratis track before the record comes out. I feel that uh, uh, people today uh, assume that to, to be heavy, you have to be faster. But sometimes if you just slow it down, it makes it makes the song much heavier than if it were to speed uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of speed on this record. You can hear Gene Hoagland's feet catch on fire in a couple places. Um, but there's some of the faster tempoed songs I think we played together on this record as well. But I've also got a lot of medium tempo where I, what I think of like the Prophet song, where I think of um, uh, Dio and stuff like that, Dio Sabbath, well, Sign of the Southern Cross. We're going to play uh, a track, My Name is Murder. From this new album, which is on the thrashier side, that's that's more of the anthrax side of stuff. But you know what? The craziest thing about that song is I don't think anyone would ever know, but that was inspired by a <laughs> by a Paul Simon song. Oh wow! Um, when uh, there's a song called "That Everything Comes Together Falls Apart," and it's it's a really beautiful song where he's just modulating keys every few bars and the song just kind of it does repeat itself but not in the same way twice and it's this what i what we call through composed and um <laughs> he uh he 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 pulled his guitar out and i think he played part of it on part of something from that record on like an old dick cabot show that i saw like on the streaming channel and he was talking about his songwriting and i thought oh that's right you can kind of just keep going down like this maze every section can be new and different and then you can bring it back in a different way so believe it or not paul simon influenced the song that's a little on the faster and thrashier side now uh i mean i feel like i know the answer to this but based on the events of uh, the last few days i have to ask you know you say you don't release the lyrics 
there aren't any sort of like neo-Nazi or what? white supremacist undertones uh, to these lyrics. So I just have, you know, look, I just have to ask. There, there is absolutely nothing, nothing close at all to, yeah, without a doubt. No, fuck the Nazis. Because I was um, say, you will denounce yeah, the Nazis on our end. I want to make sure. <laughs> you can never be I too wanna, sure. Yeah, read, my, uh, read my Twitter uh, stuff. I am, I am anti and always have been uh, an anti. But I think that's a good question to, to ask. And, and notice I didn't dance around it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, it's a very simple <laughs> question. We'll still check back. It's a really simple days. answer to that question. Fuck the fucking Nazis. Yes. This is you a know, no Nazi zone. There's, there's and if nice you're a Nazi fan, sides. you still have time to pull out. <laughs> Change your life. You can get your life back. Yeah. It's not this a joke. It's not going to end well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Other than that, uh, yeah, there, that is not, that is not, <laughs> none of that is a reference. But um, I will say that this record is, you know, whether or not, um, whether or not I wanted to, I think the last year is kind of like filtered into this record. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of manipulation going on in the characters inside of this thing. There's a lot of people telling people what to do inside of this project. Then it ends up being this kind of a big, planetary war inside of this record so that's part of something that i didn't even intend to be part of this narrative but it's there i see now we're seeing a a lot of public figures run for office with all this interest (laughs) in politics could we be seeing brendan small run for a local city council or or mayor or or even senator oh man i don't i don't know which i mean look I discovered pot like in the look. I smoked a little bit in high school, but with the amount of pot I've been smoking in the last, uh, let's say, year and a half, I don't know if, if I'm fit for any job uh, that any human could make right now. Yeah, well, that, now, but, um, now we're in a subject that I have a lot of experience but, in. Uh, uh, have you been? Uh, okay, do, do you prefer? Do, do we prefer the sativas, the indicas? You know, inquiring minds need to know. Oh man, I will. Um, or you'll just smoke any. I will. I I don't go one way. I mean. <laughs> And this is about the pot mm-hmm. exclusively, <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, who knows, maybe I'll change in other ways, but, um, but for now the pot, I will do like a hybrid. I'll do hybrids. Awesome. What is your preferred method of intaking, ingesting the, the THC joints? Bonds. Um, I like a good old fashioned joint, but, um, I think, uh, I, I will use vape pens, but I'm afraid that uh, I'm going to smoke one of them and the lithium battery is going to blow my lower jaw off. So if you see me hanging out and I don't have a lower jaw, that means I probably I probably used a vape pen and exploded my face. Um, but I'll tell you that, um, again, just like uh, politics of the last year has maybe influenced this record, um, the um, marijuana, mixing a record when you're, when you're actively smoking pot or like taking it home and listening to it in stereo – uh, that's, uh, something I haven't really, because I think the best thing you can do when you're high is not to go out or hang out with people. It's to put on music. Mm-hmm. And if it's heavy music or if it's mellow music, it doesn't matter, but heavy music sounds badass when you're high. And, um, I will say that, uh, I've never mixed a record while high before. And I think that when you listen to this record, there's a lot of outer spacey, cool sounds that are traveling from ear to ear. And I was playing it for um, I don't know if you're familiar uh, with Flying Lotus, who's oh yeah, um, very unique. I played guitar on his last record, oh, and he came awesome. over and listened to the record because we were talking about if there were time, if there was some time, maybe he would do a remix, which we didn't have the time for. But um, he 
I was playing him a record, and he goes, oh, I see. You you mix this record with high ears. He called it high ears. Like, it was a thing. I had never heard of it before. And um, I said, whatever it was, that's what I did. And he's like, I get it. And it sounds great. And he, he could hear things traveling back and forth. It's a, it's a good headphones record. I'm I'm always into the the panning is that is that the the term from a left to mm-hmm. right here I think that's a great effect. Uh, what yeah. what what changed in the last year and a half to make you a more active smoker? Oh, it's well, it's I've been working you know in TV and show business for like the last twenty years, and believe it or not, every single episode of Metalocalypse was done without me smoking any pot at all. But one thing that would happen, this has happened since I was eleven years old, is I would get pretty hardcore migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever get like ocular migraines, but they're pretty much you're not going to be doing anything for the next six to eight hours. You may have well just dropped acid because you're not going to be doing anything constructive. You're just going to be like holding your head and, and moaning. And the weirdest thing in the world happened. I somebody gave me some pot like two years ago, and I noticed that I stopped getting migraines completely. So it's actual, mm-hmm. believe it or not, medical marijuana. And I talked to a doctor, my actual doctor, who I'll go check in with twice a year. And I said, I'm smoking uh, pot now, and I don't have migraines. And, and he said, well, yeah, that makes sense. It makes you more vascular. Um, the problem with migraines is that your vessels constrict, and you, it's a problem with like blood and all that stuff. And that's why you get the migraines in the first place. So it's it's believe it or not medical marijuana i absolutely believe it and i'm a big advocate for it and and i always love to hear stories like that to show that you know it's not just yeah it's not heroin at all or coke or it's speed. not heroin no it's not I'll heroin you, but it'll do. do i am <laughs> <laughs> you know heroin's designed to be really good but then it kills you yeah and, and cocaine's designed to be really great but then it'll stop your heart so i'm gonna stay away from those mm-hmm. But I will do. I will smoke pot. And the best thing, my wife and I, once a week, we will my wife. get high, Sorry. and we will um, Sorry. Sorry. go to dinner in an Uber or Lyft, whatever. Yeah, and uh, we'll get great Italian food in Los Angeles, yeah. and it's one of the best things that we do each week. It's always the same uh, re- restaurant, or, or do you change? Um, it yeah, it is. We go, we go there like a couple in their 80s and go to the same restaurant every single time <laughs> Five where people know us and everything. We're like, we're like the oldest. We're, seriously, we may as well be like just like living in a uh, community with old people and just going to the same place every night. Well, I think that's lovely. Yeah, that's beautiful. You guys are getting a lot. You guys are getting a lot more than I usually talk about on any kind of podcast. We're, we're we like learning yours. about you. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're connecting on a, on yeah, a, on a very intimate level. Different we're story. connecting on a horror. It, it, we broke it up in with the horror film thing. Yeah. Um, I had a great, speaking of connecting with, uh, I was just in New York doing a lot of promotion for this record. at like Marvel and I did the Stern wrap-up show. And But the one of the highlights was hanging out with a bunch of people at St. Vitus, which is, if you haven't been there in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it's a pretty legendary metal club. And we did a live podcast together. And at some point, you know, these guys feel like we're all around the same age and uh, have kind of a, a similar, um, we were all talking about how we got into heavy metal in the first place. And we all had a similar story where somebody, either a brother or a guy down the street, showed us what it was and loaned us a record or made us a mixtape or something like that. So um, something happened. We, they, they brought up that Spotify playlist 
and they went nuts over ELO. And furthermore, they went more nuts over ELO's work with Olivia Newton-John on the Xanadu soundtrack. Yeah. And I'd never seen two two like scary heavy metal guys turn into like like just super nerds, which is I guess that's what we all are anyway. But we bonded mm-hmm. pretty hard, and we didn't get into horror films or anything like that. But but it was over just like music that's it's not metal, but like it or not, it's part of your life. But but what you're saying is though you bonded with us more than those guys, even though we're not. In yeah, person. definitely. <laughs> and next time yeah. you're in New York, you'll yeah, come to Bay Ridge. Even though there's a little bit of a delay between our. What's that? Go ahead. And next time you're in New York, in Brooklyn specifically, you'll come to Bay Ridge instead of the, Greenpoint. Yeah, you can come to the Metal Injection Studios. Yeah. And Noah's apartment. Oh, yeah. Well, I will. I will. Is that what you guys are? Yeah. Yeah, we're in, we're, we're in New York. Oh. Yeah, I guess we, we, I knew you were in New York, but I didn't know you were right there in Greenpoint. Okay. Oh, well, in I Bay will. Ridge. Pretty, just invite me. Pretty far from Greenpoint. We'll come by. Not to yeah, absolutely. We'll give you a ride. We'll drop you off wherever you need to go. <laughs> Rob will shuttle you. Yeah, I'll shuttle you. No problem. We'll smoke some J's. Man, I'll do it just for the shuttle alone. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll do it just for like the uh, for the free ride hanging out in someone else's car. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a crossover SUV. It's very comfortable. Plenty of leg room. I'm a tall guy. Well, that's great. That's it's just fun. no matter how famous, yeah. talented you are. Getting in other people's cars is always fun and a new experience. Yeah, it always smells like beef broth or old Doritos or something. Just see, like, oh, you, you know, a lot of weird smells. Sometimes crawling into a, uh, uh, like a lift is like crawling into somebody's shoe. Mm-hmm. A shoe with French fries wedged inside of it. Mm, I'm hungry. You hope they're French fries. It can get pretty ugly sometimes. Or it goes the other way, and it's like the most pungent cologne you'll ever smell in your life. <laughs> cool. Anyway, I should. Well, uh, I do. I, I actually, at this point, should get off the phone. But I had fun talking to you guys. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Film. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking so much time. Um, I we... want to. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go check out Desecration. You guys check out Tiptoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. uh, and there's a scene. There's a scene in Tiptoes. <laughs> Where this is, I know I keep trying to get off the phone, but it's not going to happen because it's my fault. I keep talking. I realize that. I realize what's happening. As long as we, we all, this we're is all what the happens same page. when I start talking. Yeah. So, so Gary Oldman's on the couch as the dwarf, and um, you can tell like his body is wedged inside of like one of the cushions, <laughs> and he took like a pair of like like fake legs. It's clear that's the only way. That's the only way they made it work. Um, and they took uh, like pants from a kid at like you know Gap for Kids or something like brand new jeans, and they they rolled them. Up. They must have rolled up like newspaper and stuck it inside of the pant legs. Oh. And then they have like brand new little boot shoes that have never walked on the ground. You see how clean they are? They're like perfect. Like this guy's supposed to be a motorcycle guy. Um, but it's he's got like two little the the feet don't actually touch the couch. They're just kind of like hanging in the air, like you know. Because they're stuffed with newspaper or whatever it is, it's just a really great shot, oh, and uh, I think it's worth I think it's worth checking out for you guys. All I'll say is the so, I, thank I, you again. The IMDb yeah. main photo has Matthew McConaughey in a yarmulke. Yeah, so that's I'm already sold. We've yeah. been showing oh. each other pictures from the IMDb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dwarf or Can no I'm, dwarf, I'm in. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make it about uh, what his religion is, but I think it's <laughs> it's nice to know that that. Uh, 
well, that there are nice Jewish guys out there who yeah. are non-dwarfs from an all-dwarf family <laughs> trying to get by. We're, we're all Jews here. Surfing their way through life. Yeah. Hey, all my heroes are Jews. Um, beautiful. That's, that's <clears throat> really beautiful. Gene Levy. Oh yeah, yeah. Gary Shan. No, he's not Jewish. Mel Brooks. Um, Mel Brooks. Shout out. Uh, anyway, Gary Shanley Brooks, wasn't sure. Jewish. I, th- I think, I think he is. I don't Gary, know if he was or not. Carl Liner. Gary Shanley um, has to be Jewish. My whole world would collapse if he? Gary Shanley wasn't Jewish. <laughs> Everything I've believed is built on that. He's just such a quintessential Jew. Like, yeah. Archetype. I didn't realize you guys were such. Look, look. I didn't realize you guys were such nerds when I started this phone call. Oh, but now that I know. We should, we should have started with Gary Shandling, even though I mentioned him earlier. Gary Shandling. He's one of my all-time comedy heroes. Oh, he's Jewish. Internet yeah. has confirmed Ooh. it. Thank God. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Jewish people in comedy who are really, really funny. You're talking to a podcast that has anyway. at great length discussed the Joe Franklin show. So we we are very <laughs> just just to show our Jew cred around yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I know you know what the only way for me to get we don't get Joe Franklin over here, so I I had to learn about what it was through comedy and through old SNL and through old Martin Short bits yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That's how I figured out who Jay Franklin was because we we just don't get him over here on the West Coast. But I had to you know got to do your research. Do you mean that you don't get him or you anyway, don't I get was, him? I, I, <laughs> we get him on every TV. I just don't understand. Um, but uh, but seriously, folks, I, I must go. I really like talking. You. We'll have to do this in person next yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, without like a little one second delay on yeah. the phone. That's the only. That's the only thing I would change about this conversation. Sorry about that. Yeah, we we, we wish we could change that, but uh, the the technology right. is not there. Well, thanks to th- <laughs> thanks to the nice ladies who called in. I appreciate it. You didn't have questions, but it means a lot. And, well, no, lovely, uh, lovely. Had a the question. record, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Comic book, you know. Yeah, we're going to play the song. We'll, we'll we give all the info, all right, and we'll include the links. Thank you so much, Brendan. Have a Thank great you. night. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Thank you. Talk Bye. to you later. The album is Galacticon 2, Become the Storm. Here is My Name is Murder.
All right. That was Galacticon. Uh, and the song is My Name is Murder, the new album. Galacticon 2, Become the Storm. It's out August 25th. If you go to the description pay, uh, the description on this episode, 424, uh, there will be a link to where you could pick up your copy. Thank you to Brendan. Very, very generous with his time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sorry to the callers at the end there that I didn't get to. It just seemed like we were like constantly. I mean, he had to go. Yeah, he had to go, and I didn't want to keep him up. But then, and then he just brought something up, yeah. and we talked for like five more yeah. minutes. And then I was like, "Oh, should I take the call?" And then he'd be like, "All right, I should go." Uh, are the is, callers still on the line? Uh, they they hung up during, uh, the, during the break. Is uh, is Brendan our boyfriend now? I think we're going steady. I, yeah. I believe that's I, the. I, I think the chemistry was all there. I'm just worried about Neo. Why? Yeah, what happened to Neo? He never called back to talk she. to Brendan. I was think she? it was a she. Yeah. Well, they never she, called back to, so to. She didn't really have a question. She just wanted to say that he inspired her to pick up the ukulele. Does he mm. play the ukulele? No, but just like the, it's a string the drive to make music. I think it was Zoe Deschanel that really inspired her to pick up the ukulele. Just didn't, it's not as cool as saying Brenton Small. <laughs> Maybe. We'll never know unless she calls Calling back. you out, Neo. 213 Wide Nut, Neo. 213-943-3688. You know the number. Uh, Chuck left us a mail after oh, no. during that while we were in the music break. Oh, what did he say? Here, here it is. I don't know what to say. My world is shattered. Gary Shandling is a Jew. Who's next? <laughs> Bette Midler. Sasha Baron Cohen. Larry David. I need some time to sort out my feelings. Wow. <laughs> Take it easy, Chuck. It's... <laughs> Not that bad, okay? That's the next alt-right protest. They're going to protest the fact that Gary Shandling was Jewish. Yeah. Uh, I heard that uh, Chuck was not accounted for when that car was plowing through the uh, the protest. <laughs> he he was the, the car. Yeah. He took over the computer. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought he was the table. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I saw, like... Uh, like a New York Times headline about the one like they did a million stories on this obviously, but one of them was like, "Car plows through protesters <laughs> as million like those rambunctious cars up yeah, to no good out of control." It's not like someone driving the car or anything. Disgusting for for people, people listening yeah. on an archive. There was there was some con- Confederate. It was a Robert E. Lee statue that uh, the local town of Charlottesville uh, was about to take down. Charlottesville, Virginia? Charlottesville, Virginia. And there was a uh, right-wing, extreme right-wing group protesting the taking down of the statue. Right. And, I, you know, not to, I don't want to say all of these people, right, but most right. of them. Some of them may be misguided. Not all of them may be Nazis, we can say. But there were but plenty of Nazis. Plenty of Nazis. If with you're flags. cool with marching with Nazis, then you're yeah, pretty yeah. much a Nazi. I feel like Guilty that's a pretty big step. That, you know, like for me, it's, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, why are we being so sensitive with this? These are yeah. fucking hateful people. No. Yeah, they're not I mean, no, sensitive. but I listen, I'm not. I, I don't. Th- all right, let's not get into that. Continue no, no, what you're no, saying. No, but, but, but what, what were you going to like? I don't, I'm not making excuses for that. Right, I right. still think I it's think a shitty would. thing to go and protest the taking down of a statue. But, but I think that some people may be led to that point by good intentions. Like they literally are immersed in this culture since they're born. And they think that their identity is, you know, being from the South. And they don't associate that with slavery. It's bad education. It's right, ignorance. Right, right. It's not a good thing. 
but I don't. Mm-hmm. I think there's a line between that and actual fucking Nazis who have no problem them getting their ass kicked. Right. Okay, I could... Uh... That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's really a defense of that kind of thinking. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then there were counter-protesters, mm-hmm. uh, which would be, you know, progressives, left-wing right. people. Yeah. People and from the town. People from the town. Yeah. Not even, yeah, you don't even need to be a progressive. You just need to not like Not slavery. be a not Nazi. Not like slavery. How about that? And so <laughs> during a peaceful walk, a fucking... A 20 year old I can't believe a, This young A hateful fucking idiot Plows through right. A crowd of these You know Anti uh, Right People Oh no it was a car Rob. A car did it <laughs> A Herbie, car that Herbie, the, Herbie the love contain, bug <laughs> That happened to contain A Kip? piece of shit Is it Kip? And what's, he killed the Knight Rider's car? He killed Kip. a 32 year old woman Right Who was peacefully protesting a progressive. Oh, horrendous. A Bernie supporter. Was she? Yep. What was her name? I can't remember. Heather. Heather Hayer. Hayer. Heather Hayer. Thank you. I wanted to I wanted to make sure to say it because apparently our president can't even remember her name. But the he was Iron very she even tweeted. He her. was very thankful though that her mother uh, said, said nice things that, about yeah. him. So that, that, that was that was great. That, that, I'm sure that was very touching. <sighs> uh, anyway, and it's been just a very weird uh, Forty-eight hours after, it's been of course, eight months. Yeah. Well, this uh, this is a, a high water mark for sure in terms of how vague first Trump was not saying this stuff, and then finally, two days later, saying it. Not after uh, making sure to first brag about his jobs or whatever, and then condemning Nazis, Ugh. and then having the craziest fucking press conference I've ever seen this afternoon. For now. Uh, up until this point. Yeah, up until this point. That's true. Yeah, people uh, listening to this on the archive are like, wow, what are they didn't know shit. Yeah. Like, We're yeah. going to be listening back to this tearfully like this was the good old days. What a great time to be alive. Yeah, when the president uh, said the alt left. It's raining uh, 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 moon chunks after Trump's yeah. uh, uh, a shot a nuke at the moon and exploded right. it. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, oh, what a crazy press conference. Remember, I, 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 I remember when the guy drove the car through the crowd of people. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this, you know, there's been a lot of rallies. There was a, a, a bunch of protest rallies here in New York after this weekend's horrific events. Uh, and there's going to be a march on Washington, the mother of all rallies, which is going to be a pro-Trump rally. Uh, uh, that'll. I'm not even going to give him any more publicity than that. But <laughs> it's scheduled for the same day as the insane clown posse uh, <laughs> Juggalo March. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, the Juggalo March on Washington is to bring national attention. I will give publicity <laughs> to this to the ongoing discrimination and profiling. Uh, of juggalos uh-huh. and saying uh, basically they're saying you know juggalos have been classified as a gang by the FBI which is bullshit and uh, fans of theirs have been uh, going to radio stations to descri- stabbing people well they've been <laughs> oh, yeah. you know broader uh, they've been broader buying fans. ICP albums yeah. all kinds of atrocities they've we been can, discriminated against uh, at, at jobs uh, with custody hearings uh-huh. and all this stuff just because they happened to listen to the band. I mean, Created a run on face paint. <laughs> and Fago. Fago limitations in uh, the uh, Fried turkey northeast. Legs. Or the, what is Michigan considered? That's not the northeast. That's like the... 
North. The North. The North. The North. <laughs> the North. The Midwest, I would say. That's the Midwest. Uh, well, it's, it's all on the East. Well, it's not really. On the, it's the middle. The <laughs> mid-mid. The mid. It's the mid-mid-north. Let's just let Rob reason this out by himself for the yeah, next let me, five let me minutes. Let's let, turn the rest of our mics off. Let's, let's let Rob get to the bottom of this. Go for well, it. Well, I want to I read this comment on the, on the post that I made. What now? What was the post called? about this? Right. The title of the post was, uh, "Let me." Just, I can't scroll up here. Hold on one sec. A juggalo march on Washington D.C. scheduled for the same day as pro-Trump rally. Gotcha. And then, as someone goes, "Look, I'm all for ironically making fun of these guys." Mm-hmm. As a goof, me and a few friends decided to go to one of their festivals, and in all honesty, it wasn't all that bad. And for the most part, the people were very nice and laid back. Sure, there's some shady shit, and of course, uh, but with any big event like that, there's always going to be. They are genuine and accepting all kinds of culture and race, and overall, just accepting of people, no matter who you are. As most of the people at these things often feel like outcasts themselves. Um, and then somebody responds, the Nazis or the Juggalos? Well, <laughs> Rob, do you remember when we went on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise and we met these two really cool guys from Canada and then like the next day we were hanging out with them and one of them pulls up his shirt and turns around and shows us his back and it's basically like all of the ICP members' heads oh tattooed on his oh, back. Oh, aren't there two of them? Well, two, and uh, uh, you know, like a clown, I actually whatever. don't remember this. You don't remember this? No. <laughs> I, I remember that. So we met these two, like, really cool guys from Canada. And there's a lot of cool people on the cruise. And then we found out that they were Juggalos. And that kind of, like, changed my perspective on Juggalos. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Wait, yeah, so him like showing you a giant back tat no, no, changed no, your no, it's no, because no. no, it's because they were such nice people. Yeah. That Noah, see, Noah, like what the, this march is hoping to show, yes. yeah. did not falsely discriminate against them because they happened to listen to ICP. She judged them for who they are. Oh, falsely, right. I feel like now, what is the overlap between these two rallies? I, well, I think the there is no there overlap. Isn't. It's just they're both, they happen to be scheduled no, 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 for the you, same place at the same you time. You misunderstand me. I mean, like, what is the overlap between the target audience? Yeah. I feel like Juggalos probably are not pro they're, they're probably. I feel they're, they're lean, more mm. uh, liberal or libertarian maybe, but I feel like they're, they're chill would, folk. I would not say that you're definitely wrong, but I, my first thought would be, like, I don't know. I would say there's probably a good, a good amount of Trump supporters in there. I would disagree with you. I would disagree, too. Like, I would say that maybe the connection is a lot of Trump supporters are considered rednecks, uh-huh. and so are juggalos. Mm-hmm. But, you with know. You. Juggalos like, aren't rednecks. They're just trash. Oh. Okay. Are you support? Which side are you on? I mean that in a nice way. Or like hillbilly or whatever. But like, I would say that juggalos are more open-minded because yeah, fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah, and Juggalo Fest, like, there's all sorts of different artists on there. It's not like a specific genre of music. Yeah. Well, I didn't say anything about music. I just am thinking. No, no, I know, but like, they just like embrace different uh, cultures. I've had the same experience. Or we actually had Bob on the show. From, oh yeah, uh, who is a proud he, juggalo. But he's not wearing the face paint and having juggalo Are you sure? back tattoos. He wears zubas. Uh, he does have a juggalo tattoo. He does. Yes. Oh dear. They all do. Why not? So it's not. Can we let him in here? <laughs> well, he said. I wrote another story. Uh, the headline 
a little less direct. Ted Nugent, quote, I am a gay pirate. Oh, I loved writing. I love this. <laughs> okay, this- I didn't even read the article. I was waiting for you to tell me about it today. Well, thanks, Noah. Did-, <laughs> did you click, though? <laughs> she clicked it and immediately closed the window. Okay. Yeah. I just looked at the headline and the picture. Well, Noah, when you saw this headline... Did you think, wow, that's really uh, good for Ted Nugent to come out as a gay pirate and, and be so open about it? Actually, my first thought was disappointment because I thought you would Photoshop Ted Nugent as a pirate. <laughs> a gay pirate. A gay pirate, like yeah. Like onto Jerry Seinfeld's body wearing the puffy shirt. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I didn't see any Photoshop. Or how about well, just, no, how didn't. about dressed as a pirate and bending over with a dick up his ass? That could be a gay pirate. Mm. I don't know that that's really <laughs> SFW. No, yeah. but it could be. No, well, uh, I was looking for like a a a photo, a photo of like, you know, Captain Pirates on a float and like a gay pride parade. I saw some of those and I but then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to let the quote speak for itself. And the the point is, I knew that people would uh, get like the target audience for Ted, Ted Nugent fans. I feel are not the most accepting of, of homosexual people. Right. So I wanted it to be as un like not unoffensive, but like as, as vulgarless as possible, so that perhaps there could be some inkling of like, wait, what? <laughs> not like, oh, this is obviously a joke. You know, if there was a Photoshop, it would obviously be a joke. All right. That's kind of what I was. I, I was. It. I was going for this as like a serious news story. By the way, uh, this is the behind-the-scenes documentary. Of the <laughs> making of this yes, yes. And uh, anyway, it, the the quote, which has a lot of context in terms of metal injection meme, okay. live cast memes. He was talking about why he's not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why is that? Well, I think because. Who the fuck is he? Because like, he had one fucking song, maybe? That's like, why? He's a mid-level act. He's not rock and roll Hall of Fame worthy. Like, can you name more than three? Cat Scratch Fever. Okay, that's, Done. that's his biggest hit. Wang- but there's plenty of people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that I bet you couldn't even name one of their songs. Oh, sure. Knocked them out, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, anyway... <laughs> I don't. How about why is there a rock and roll hall? Well, thing? yeah, it's a like, ridiculous what? thing. So you might as well let everybody in. Not fuck Ted Nugent though, since it means nothing. We can slight people that we don't like. That's also true. Well, so he, his thought was that it was because uh, Jan Wiener, the founder of Rolling Stone, Jan Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Jan, Jan, Jan Wiener. Jan Wiener. Guy's that- been around like decades before you were born. Fuck the him. Titan of the music industry. Jan Wiener. Jan Wiener. Jan Wiener, I said. Wow. <laughs> Noah, did you know his name? I Yeah, okay. Thank you. Anyway, Jan Wiener. He said Jan Wiener hates, middle sister. hates him because he's on the board of directors, quite proudly, Ted Nugent says, uh, for the NRA. And that's why... Uh, He's not in the Rock Hall because uh, Jan Wiener is a little. That's liberal. way too specific. Jan, Jan Wiener is a little. We all hate Ted Nugent. None of us knew he was on the board of directors of the NRA. Come on, Jan Wiener. <laughs> uh, and then he goes, oh, so then, you know, the interviewer asked him how he felt. Can we get Brendan Small back on the phone and tell him you just said Talk Jan about Jan Wiener. Jan Wiener. <laughs> get his take on that. Darren is losing it. I've never seen you lose it this much. Uh, so... He go, He was asked how he felt that he wasn't in the hall when non-rock acts like Madonna and Grandmaster Flash are. And 
uh, Nuge goes, oh. I mean, why don't you just piss on Chuck Berry's grave? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he pisses he goes, on you, baby. And then he oh, goes, bro. yeah, Grandmaster Flash is rock and roll, and I'm a gay pirate. Oh, and that's the headline, oh. Ted Nugent. I'm a gay pirate. See, I did not misquote him. But I would argue that Grandmaster Flash is very much the spirit of rock and roll. Right. If you actually fucking listen to him and listen to the music. And also, you shouldn't be talking about pissing on Chuck Berry's grave. Chuck Berry is the pisser, Ted. And he ain't going to kiss you. But what if this is like the Twilight Zone where like, he spent his whole life pissing on people and now he's dead <laughs> and the payback is everyone pisses on his grave. For newer listeners, by the way, a few episodes ago, I mean, now it's a few months ago, I feel a few weeks ago, uh, we learned that there are Chuck Berry sex tapes and in one of these tapes, Chuck Berry is urinating on a lady of the night, an escort. And then he has a, a very yes. memorable quote that I will never, ever forget, which he pisses on this woman and he goes, ah, uh, do you want me to kiss you? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, I'm not going to kiss you. You got piss all over your face. Yeah, you motherfucker. That's his. He put the piss there. <laughs> and then, you. of course, he got in trouble because he owned a restaurant and he put cameras in the ladies room. Mm-hmm. So he was spying on ladies pissing. Do we know what kind of restaurant it was? Who cares? Like a diner. <laughs> well, he's probably seen them do other things. Depending on the food, it might have been pretty rough in, well, there, in the footage. It's an Indian restaurant. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> Some amazing uh. comments, though, on this uh, Nuge article. Oh, boy. One of them is Pazbani, you should go work for BuzzFeed. Which, I know they, they're implying it as an insult, but BuzzFeed is a... Would you? If they if they get benefits based on stuff, the salary, you know, if they pay me, if I make more than I'm making on metal injection, sure, you're you're done with metal injection. That's it. You're bouncing. No, well, I like metal. I like working in my underwear. So no, if metal injection didn't work out, and then I got a job. Uh, so there's no amount. Rob, of Rob likes masturbating at work. Let's remember <laughs> that. No, I don't. I don't do that. I don't I, do that. No, I, I like to focus. I the to focus. Uh, the um, what's it called? The cameras in the restaurant thing reminded me of a story. Uh, when I was first dating my wife, Mama. Oh. we went to a Mets game, and then we went to this restaurant that's not too far uh, from City Field, an Indian restaurant. It's really good, by the way. Uh, and it's like she flashed me in the restaurant. Like, we were just <laughs> dating. Like, I I had I already seen her. Were naked, you, like, at the table or, like? We were at the table, and I don't know why, but we were just talking, and she just lifted her shirt up. And then we looked around. We realized that there were cameras ah. in there. So, like, for the rest of time, whenever we think of that restaurant, it's like we think, imagine those guys are in they the have, back. Like, that's on the highlight reel? Yeah, they're all whacking off, uh, you know, not making the Rewind, food. Rewind, play. Hopefully Rewind, they're not making the food play. while they're whacking off. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, then someone says, I'm openly posting disinformation because of my own political belief. So this was disinformation I posted. And my argument was, who would be stupid enough... Or gullible enough, I should say, to take the headline literally. Jan Wiener. Jan Wiener, maybe. (laughs) Uh, And then it goes, it's a political dig at a musician on a website that people of all political respects come to for actual news. Yeah, Rob. Go fuck yourself. This article is tabloid garbage and actually makes Ted look like a victim. Oh. He's so wait, he's, he what? said actually. Does that mean the guy actually doesn't like Ted Nugent, but you are making him look good? 
I'm not sure. And I was confused what the dig was. And honestly, like I felt like I, there was no political commentary. I made no jokes. And it about, was a quote. I, I made yeah. no jokes in the article about like him taking it up the butt or anything like that. But I the point, it. Rob, is I, that he I presented it, it straight. <laughs> you choose no to go after right leaning musicians. You never do this about left. You wouldn't write that about Madonna. <laughs> Rob. Yeah, all your Madonna posts are really positive. What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking lib. And what lib I meant, cunt. What I thought was like, I actually gave him a platform to ex- like to shit on Jan Wiener, you know? Yes. So it's like, if anything, I gave him some free publicity. Wait, he shit on someone's wiener? Jan Wiener. That's even worse than Chuck Berry. Uh, and then someone else, another lib cunt, uh... <laughs> Wrote, how is quoting Mr. Nugent verbatim disinformation? Please explain in 20 words or less. Yeah. And then they respond, taking quotes out of context is disinformation. This is all disinformation. <laughs> Seven uh, words in case you were counting. And I go, disinformation. So you're saying my headline, convince people that Ted Nugent admitted to being a gay pirate? By quoting him exactly, <laughs> he's spreading disinformation. And, uh, talk about sex, talk about PP. <laughs> talk about gay pirates turning the frogs gay. Both of the P's and PP stand for pirate. PP. <laughs> talking about pirate, pirate. Just, just vulgarity. <laughs> but it's vulgarless, Rob said. Yeah. My headline was <laughs> vulgarless. It was that, very direct. It's not a word. Straight to the point. Word now, baby. Me <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I just want to stress that uh, when I play that, that's not about Noah being stupid. That's... I don't think it is. She's, yeah, no, I'm telling I, the audience. I, just, I, just I think she was mocking me. I'm telling the audience. I'm not that one that's... more time. I was not. Me that. stupid. <laughs> that's my new sound to Dude. play whenever someone is saying something stupid. Like There's like a, a dripping sound or something at yeah, the beginning of the that? drop. Me oh, stupid. Me that? stupid. <laughs> oh, we have some calls. Let's take oh. some calls. Ugo, is that you? 619. Yo, what's up? How's it going? Uh, good. I'm sad that I, that I missed the interview. I wanted to call in earlier. Yeah, sorry about that. Brent, Brendan was a uh, very talkative, though. He I stayed recommend. on long enough. Yeah. That, that was like my favorite interview you guys have done. By the way, that was a great interview. Oh, so you heard it? You you just yeah. I saw you call, called in towards the end of it, but we had to it, let him go. Yeah, I kept feeling yeah. like he was a uh, yeah. I was I was too late. I was too late. It was my fault. So do you have any questions for us, or comments, or criticisms? Oh yeah, I have a question for you, Rob. Oh. Do Do you like um, Doug Benson? Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. I, I I was listening to one of his podcasts and I noticed that he um, he says my wife the <laughs> that thing a lot, and and whenever people ask him, he says the same thing that you do. He 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 says that it's been long enough to where it's funny again. Well. Can I just say that the reason I started saying it on this podcast is because I listened to Doug Love's movies and I always thought it was funny that he would do it on his, so I just stole it. Mm. And can we can <laughs> Sid also agree that it's now past the point of being funny? Well, again? I don't do it anymore. I just look at yeah, Rob, and it's funny to me that he still wants to do it. I think it. it's funny. Sid, you're, don't act like it's you like don't meta egg me beyond on. meta. And oh, I definitely like, egg you on, but it's easy. <laughs> it's like comedy torture. It's yeah. like that, you know. The, I'm not the, tortured. It's I'm just hilarious. amazed that he's still doing it. I want to see how long he takes. He like how I, far he goes I am with it. With you in your camp, I cannot believe it. 
<laughs> Brendan Small, no solvent. No solvent. So not even, heavy. Not even uh, oh, God. Doesn't that tell you something? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand. He's that. probably friends with Doug Benson and thought you were stealing a shit. Yeah, the creator, oh, the creator of Metalocalypse doesn't understand comedy. <laughs> yeah. I was being facetious, of course. Uh, that Who could sound, tell with that you? Sounded, it sounds like your bong might be a little uh, might be a little clogged, Hugo. I heard I heard the sound effect there. <laughs> that bubbling didn't sound like a clean. Nah. It's because it's, it's just a bubbler. It's not a bong. Oh, it's a bubbler. I see. That makes sense. What the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, like I just broke my bong. It's like a pipe with like a frog chin to it, where you put the water just to have a little filtering. It's like a pipe, so you know yep. what a pipe looks like, like a traditional glass pipe. Yes. And then the bottom of it has like a little extra glass on the bottom, like like Mitch McConnell's chin, oh. almost like that kind of. And you just fill that part with water, so it just gives the smoke a little extra that, filter. Okay. All right. Well, Hugo, we got another call, so we'll put you back on hold. Thank you. One love. <laughs> All right. Eight four seven, you're out on the road. Come on, man. Yeah, what up, this is Leroy? What's up, Leroy? Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, good. How are you guys? How's your week been? Pretty all, all right. right. Are you looking forward to yeah, SummerSlam? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I guess only really like two matches, but uh, yeah, it should be cool. All right, two matches. I'm, I'm looking forward to Ric Flair's funeral. Oh. <laughs> Too far. I don't want him to die yet. Are you going to be invited? Is that why? Are you going to, you're like friend of the family? Well, then you'll get the real My Wife drop. Maybe Triple H will say it again. Oh. <laughs> 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 Do you have a question, a comment, or a... Uh... What's on your mind? Uh, I did. Um, well, I was going to say something. I remember like last week that kid who worked at um, Bush Gardens or something called and was complaining about customers at a theme park. And sure enough, this week, I had an incident at a theme park where I was the customer irate. Oh, no. Uh, and so, yeah. So well, I went to Disneyland. My sister and her family were in town from Chicago. And me and my wife went because at their request, we didn't want to pay 110 bucks a ticket, but we did. And we went and like four of the rides were like down. And I'm like, dude, I paid $110. And so after a bunch of complaining, they gave us passes to come back within the next two years. So uh, basically what uh, Aaron or Andrew? Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, uh, Aaron said last week is that that's all they could really do. So it sounds like his story was true. So four rides out of how many? Well, that ticket's only good for one park, and the thing is, when you, you the thing is, we were waiting in line for one ride. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right, sense. that was good. Um, Thanks for your call, Leroy. I had a little brief uh, customer service nightmare story. What uh, happened to you? No, I wasn't involved. This is secondhand, but um, Jennifer went to. I, I didn't even do that on purpose. I swear to God, I was not trying to avoid that phrase. I just, Which phrase? I just, I just said Jennifer, but now I'm glad I did. Who is Jennifer so, in relation um, to you? My spouse. Oh, very nice. so, my spouse. Oh, uh, no, you can't do that. 
That's cheating. She went uh, out with her friends somewhere, and it wound up being like uh, like a hookah bar, and like you know they had food there, but apparently the food was not the main focus of this okay. place. So they seat them. First of all, they had reservations. And they got there a little early, and they they wouldn't get, they let this the seats be empty, like they had to sit on these little like blocks on the ground at this low ass table. The table was even lower than the seats. What? And they're like, well, we can't we can't put you in the table because we have a party coming in at four, and you know then we'll have to kick you out of there. At that gave them a whole hard time, right? But the highlight of the story was that they served them. Like these little shrimp plates or whatever. They ordered a shrimp appetizer or something. I'm listening. And they started eating it. And then the waiter comes and just removes it before they're even done eating. What? He just picks what? them all. Oh, I have to fix the order. After he takes everything, goes in the what kitchen. What does that mean? Uh-oh. And comes back out with the same plates and brings them to another table. Half-eaten shrimp and... What? Wait, this is shrimp that your wife's group ordered. Yes, they ordered it, but the other maybe the other table ordered it first, and they were supposed to get it first. So they snatched up the food and brought it to the other table. How did, that just makes it worse for both tables. That just made what unreal. And I, I said, how at that point, how are you still eating there? Yeah. I would have got my ass right up because you know they might not bring. There was no one. She said, oh, there's no one else in the restaurant. So we're not going to get anyone else's food. I said, yeah, but you're seeing the practices that they're yeah. using. Yeah. Like, God the fuck knows what's going on in that in that kitchen. That they Jesus that you. This Christ. is what you can see. What yeah. do you think they're doing back? There? Probably all the stuff that people didn't eat. Like they took the plates, you know, oh. back yeah. back into the kitchen and cl- cleaned off all the leftovers Ugh, and that's, that's, them that's again. like my biggest fear about wrestling. Like I don't know, like. I guess in a, in a way it's not that gross, but it's still really gross. Well, no, you don't know what that person has yeah, on their exactly, mouth. Exactly. But also, it's like I'm paying for this. I better get a fish. It's just even the point. They may be perfectly healthy, but who wants to eat off of somebody else's fucking plate? Yeah. Um, I was always told that like in diners they reuse the pickles too. Like when you don't eat pickles, oh, I'm sure they dump them right back yeah. in the or fucking olives. Hey, do you know someone's fucking hand schmettering all up the pickles and put them back in the yeah, thing? Sneezing on them or whatever. Ugh. Fuck out of here. How much does a fucking pickle cost? Yeah, really. More than you can afford, motherfucker. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, he got you. We have a quota. We were talking about slavery before, Uh-oh. by the way. What? What? This is an old clip from our show. Oh. I'm not racist, but why can't we have slavery again? Oh, Bro. wow. That wow. Wilson, Let's or... not play that again. <laughs> I, was also, I don't know what uh, that was even. Alt-Raba. That was, that was oh. editing. That was pure editing. I never said yeah. that. There's one other Rob quote that I'm trying to find here that's relevant this week. Oh, boy. Is that it? This is when Rob gets fired. <laughs> From Metal Injection, yeah, finally? Yeah, finally, all the commenters get their way. But what about all the good things Hitler did? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Alt-Rabba. Do we know. have voicemails, Rabba? We do have. We have uh, two clips here, and we have some emails. We have emails. <laughs> yeah, bro. Is my sound? Oh, sorry. Ready? Hello, live cast. My name is Siri. A long time ago, I dated someone you all may know. (laughs) He goes by the name Chuck Blandington. I loved him. He told me that he loved me. We were going to have a family. (laughs) I was pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> then one day Chuck pushed me down the stairs. Oh no! Well, Chuck, 
we survived. <laughs> Chuck, my baby is retarded with ALS. <laughs> it is time for you to step up and be the father you never was. Chuck. There's another. Hold on. <gasps> Hello, live cast. It is me again. I just wanted to get this out there. Chuck, it is time for you to meet your son. Here he Jason is. Jason Jordan. Wow. Does that Steve Harvey? It might be. Wow. All right. Wow. Beautiful. Good editing, I'll say. Uh, we also got another bumper <laughs> from Kyle. Let's hear this. I'll talk no filler. Except the music and the news break. <laughs> And 20 minutes of Chibababa. Chibababa. <laughs> the only place on the internet for Chibababa. <laughs> Except Rush Limbaugh's mm. website. Mm. And mm. Larry mm. King. Mm. W-I-N-J. Mm. Jewish talk radio. Oy, In case anyone doesn't know what Chibababa is, it's oh, this. Then we got this very long rambling email from another inmate, Eggers, oh. <laughs> and uh, oh, who's Grindcore Luigi. And if you want to send a long rambling email, you can do so by emailing hate mail at metalinjection.net. Eggers says, hey, livecast. It's been a while since I contacted the livecast specifically in any sort of way. Also writing on my phone. So sorry if this email is poorly written. This is Eggers, Grindcore Luigi 64, and every other subgenre plus Mario character that was ever in the chat. 90. <laughs> Just wanted to say, you guys still haven't played the death or no death I sent you. Just kidding. Yes, we did. Uh, also, before I admit a horrible secret, uh -oh. I, I want to say I know you guys played one I sent you a long time ago. Glad you guys did. Very gracious for that. Just did send you another one some time ago. Like maybe two years. LOL. This may be a real long shot, but do you have it, Rob? I, I didn't back it up. Dumb. I'm pretty sure we played the only one that we had that he sent. I sent it to you, hate mail and 3D. Just it was a real long time ago. Anyways, my horrible secret, I actually can't say anything about the show for certain because I was not listening for a very long time. Uh-oh. I still sometimes replied to you guys on Twitter, even okay. when I wasn't listening. I remember I, the, like, I, I tweaked a few things in it and changed a few things and like, yeah, I, moved I things around and we if played it. If he's not even listening, then how does he know whether we played it or not? If you guys actually did play it, yeah. then Rob didn't put it in the description. Way to Which fuck I, up, Rob. I well, absolutely would have put it in there. It's possible we didn't because I remember only doing that once, and he's claiming he sent two. Yeah. Bad SEO, Rob. How could you? I've searched for so many things that happened in an episode to see it not searchable. I mean, seriously, Rob. Not like you got anything better to do. <laughs> I don't know when exactly, late 200s, early 300s, but I got burned out hard. It wasn't that I was disliking the newer shows at the time. I just have a job. Still got the same job where I can listen to music podcasts all day. I re-listened to episodes from one to 200 too many goddamn times. Oh, my God. Sort of sad, really. I don't think it's sad. 
Anyways, on a whim, I decided to listen to the episode with Trey from Dying Fetus, and I've caught every episode since. I'm off the wagon. All right. Not certain why I'm contacting you guys through email. I like this uh, this stream of consciousness here. Yeah. Oh, look, Rob using his microphone voice. Uh, <laughs> this is like the behind-the-scenes documentary of him uh, watching the show. Uh, maybe because I can never catch a live live cast anymore. That, and I cringe every time I hear myself when I called in on the archived shows. Oh. Your voice is beautiful. Yeah. It's terrific. Yeah, stop it's wonderful. cringing. Get over it. You don't sound like Real friends. Do you have like a ton of comments and questions, but my email is long enough as it is. I like that he spent half an email here not saying anything right. and then when he's like apologize for how long ago. i do have to say something but it's already been so long yeah. that i'm not gonna say anything we love you though guys. wanted to say something on the chester stuff just maybe better for another time oh. i don't even know what i'd say honestly i wish eggers <laughs> that you uh process these thoughts before then, typing yeah. them out yeah you know you can delete things yeah in it's an, an email, email right? about nothing i mean i love lincoln park when i was younger Sad to hear the passing regardless, just still wouldn't give them a nostalgia listen. Before anyone comments slash jokes, because I have good taste, that sure it shit ain't true. I mean, funny enough, each episode there's a staff to artists I constantly play on Spotify on the live cast. Like seriously, Local H, Michael Graves era misfits, uh, and to make certain I don't have good tastes, I have songs on my Spotify from Newfound Glory. It's fine. Ooh. We don't care if you like these bands. Yeah, we don't shame you. I do. We're not your parents. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Anyway, <laughs> glad I got back into the show. Would like to ask some genuine questions. Might also work on a new death or no death if I can find it. Resend sure. the old one. Maybe both. All right, sure. Yes, and please ask questions. You don't have to have 10 paragraphs of intro. Just ask your questions. Yeah. yeah. You know what you could do? Well, see, if you had thrown a question in there, we would have went gone right to the question and ignored everything else you wrote. <laughs> but there was point. nothing else. Uh, another voicemail from Chuck here. Oh, let's hear it. I ate paying child support for no retarded ALS robot baby that ate oh, mine. Shit. I'm calling Maury right now. Bitch. P.S. Fuck Jan Wiener. <laughs> oh, wow he covered everything there <laughs> i can't wait to see that i'm glad me and chuck are the same uh, pronunciation here of jan wiener can i just say i don't think babies are born with als that's well, like, no right it, it, were, it wasn't natural he kicked her down the stairs says. but it wasn't born yet at that point she Listen, was still pregnant are you disputing science <laughs> Sid, are you a science? Siri said Siri. her baby has ALS. Don't dis- She's don't a battered argue. woman. Don't question her. Sid, will you denounce the detractors of pregnant women with uh, disability, disabled child children? There's many sides. Um. Well, wait. So, so I have to denounce Chuck Blandington? Yes. I will not do that. Oh, you're a Trump. He wears supporter. my MAGA hats, so <laughs> I have to have his back. That's my base. He's my base. I have to support him. All right. On that note, it's been an absolute pleasure. This episode flew by. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Brendan Wiener. I mean, Small. Brendan Small. <laughs> and uh, thank you uh, to all our callers. Neo, we hope you're all right. She's probably practicing you. the ukulele. She's working mm-hmm. hard on her craft. Yeah, let's hope so. 
Uh, our T-shirts are on sale, right? Our T-shirts are on sale. That's right. For the entire week. Thank you, Noah. You can get a shirt for $14. All the other products are on sale, too, so you can get all those designs. iPhone on case. cases. You can get a laptop case. You can get a poster for some of these. Uh, it's you know, cool stuff. You can get any different. You can get a girl's tee, a men's tee, a sweatshirt. Baseball tee. Hoodie. Uh, all you got to do is go to metalinjection.net. Slash livecast, hit the merch button, and then buy your stuff. Oh. Also, if you happen to listen to I, to us on iTunes, uh, we'd love for you to give us a, a nice review. And uh, if you don't, just be cool. Be cool, my baby. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash metal injection livecast, twitter.com slash mi livecast. I am Rob Injection on there. Noah, you are? Noah Injection. And Sid, you tweet under the pseudonym of what? Bland Injection. Another reason I can't pronounce it. Oh. All right. And uh, we will hear you next week unless there's some sort of nuclear winter happens in the interim. You never know. You never know. On many sides there could be possible. nuclear winter. <laughs> and uh, Visit our Facebook page. I don't know if Rob said that. I did say it, actually. We're going to have some special guests next week. Keep up with our social media to find out who it is. Until then, I don't know. Do something with your life.